Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kentucky High School Sports Podcast, and this is the episode that we've been waiting for. This is the preview of the Sweet 16. Uh, many people thought that it would never get here. We we didn't know if there would be a season. We didn't know if all teams would be eligible, but, Clark, we finally made it to the Sweet 16. We did. Uh, it's been two years two years coming, uh, but uh been an exciting uh, postseason. Uh, obviously, not as many people in the crowds as in the past, so that's uh, not as great as maybe we hope it'll it'll get back to that next year. But uh, good to still see several people there and pretty good environments, and uh, just get to see postseason basketball. Yeah, being at some of these events, it almost felt like it was back to normal with the crowds, the band, the cheerleaders, the atmosphere. So. Yeah, we'll go through, and we were each at some region games yesterday, you know, on Saturday, so we can talk about those, some stories through the region finals. We don't have to go through every region, because we'll talk about, as we do the Sweet 16 preview, but this episode, you know, it's uh, brought to you by, uh, presented by Bluegrass Basketball. Follow them on Twitter, at Bluegrass B-Ball, and then uh, there's several articles that are coming your way. I wrote some articles there, and um, a lot of scores being shared there, so just follow them there. And keep up with uh, with this wild week of uh, high school basketball. Um, so let's talk about some of the regions that we were at on Saturday. So why don't you start with, you went to the 16th and then you went to the 10th. So I guess why not do the uh, 16th first because you were there first. Give a brief recap of what happened there. Sure. So uh, the 16th region final was uh, Rowan County versus Ashland. Uh, I think most people consider those the two favorites all year. Uh, Ashland, two-time defending champions. Uh, of course, they big story last year were undefeated and brought back three starters. Uh, and then Rowan County uh, kind of countered them with the region player of the year this year and Mason Moore. Uh, played earlier in the year. I think it was a two-point overtime win for Ashland. So, so a really, uh, really exciting matchup. Um, first quarter was, was back and forth pretty much the whole way. Ashland might jump in front by two, three points and Rowan would would get right back in it. Uh, but in the in the second quarter, Rowan really went on a run and uh, kind of controlled the game in, in both the second and third quarter, and we're up by nine points uh, early in the fourth quarter when, when Colin Porter fouled out for Ashland. Uh, and of course, Porter, I think, is probably Ashland's best player. Uh, he and Villers, or you could probably argue for either of them, but uh, they're point guard. And really up to that point, Rowan County had been playing with the energy, uh, and Porter had clearly been Ashland's best player in the game so far. He was the only guy who had done much for them. And so, uh, you know, it looked like a, a really rough spot for Ashland there. Uh, but I think that uh, the last foul was maybe a little bit of a cheap foul, um, you know, kind of a tough call to, to go out on. And got the crowd fired up a little bit. And I think also got the team fired up. And so uh, the energy they played with after he went out really, really uh, increased. And so they got they had a stretch where uh, I think Sellers uh, and then Villers and then Sellers again hit threes to kind of cut a nine point deficit down to one because uh, Round County had one one free throw in there. And uh, then as the game was was winding down in the last minute, Villers hit a big three to uh, put Ashland up by three with about half a minute left and. Uh, Rowan came down and and uh, Moore got kind of trapped in the corner, but had a little double pump and and hit a three with uh, about ten ten or less seconds left. Uh, then Villers came down on the other end to try and win, and his shot at the buzzer got stuck uh, between the rim and the backboard, which you see every now and then, but that might be the first time I've ever seen it on a three from the top of the key. 
so went into overtime, uh, and in overtime, uh, you know, Ethan Sellers kind of took over. He hit a three. Uh, Rowan mashed it with a three, but then down the stretch, Sellers hit a pair of free throws, and Rowan kind of missed a couple, and then Sellers hit two uh, real late to, to put it away. So, uh, you know, great energy, uh, especially the, that fourth quarter comeback by Ashland. Ashland had a, a pretty good fan contingent there. Uh, they've typically got a good following, and so they brought the energy, and uh, for, for a while it was directed at the refs, but uh, they were able to get on a run and, and get behind their team, and uh, so, you know, I, I think Ashland is probably would be the favorite most that they played, but, but that one I would expect could go either way. Um, if they played 10 times, I'd say it's probably Ashland six round four or something or something like that. So real exciting game. And uh, one, one thing that'll maybe be a bit of a theme through here is, is you kind of uh, kind of like to see the teams that won last year and didn't get a chance to play in the Sweet 16 uh, get a chance to go back. So you know, in that sense, uh, good for Ashland to to follow up last year's uh, their region title with one this year. Right, yeah, Ashland and Rowan County, like we said before going in, it wouldn't have been a big upset if Rowan County would have won. People around the state, they they think probably think it would have, you know, but it really wouldn't have. And I'll save my thoughts on Ashland's season and whatnot till we get into the Sweet 16 preview in a few minutes, but just about that game. Like it's kind of like you said, Rowan County missed free throws and failed to secure a rebound um, on a missed free throw mm-hmm. from Ashland late. That that was the difference in overtime. And then at the end of regulation, when he shot that three, Villers with about thirty five seconds left. Shout out to My Town TV. Someone's like he's he's gonna hold it for the last shot. And someone's like you don't know it. Like the way Ashland plays, they're not gonna hold it, and he didn't. Um, and then of course everyone knew it was going to Moore. And from one angle, it looked like. From the far angle, it looked like it might have been a foul, too. But from your video, I don't think it was a foul. It was just the angle I was seeing. So it seemed like it was a pretty clean call on that one. Yeah, I, I don't think there was any contact yeah. there that I saw. I was, I was kind of right behind him. Um, he was in the corner. He was almost, you know, past the past the basket. And he, he kind of went up and, and had to kind of double pump a little bit on, on his shot. And so it's one of those that uh, just a crazy shot to, to tie the game and, and force the overtime. Um but, no, I don't think there was any, any foul there. And then there would have been kind of a story with a U.K. baseball recruit, you know, Mason Moore making it. But Ashland was more, has been in the headlines more. So um, I would just say since you watched that game, just that one game only, I, I won't make you say, like, well, this guy's a better player than this guy. But who did it seem like was the best player on the floor out of, like, Villers, Porter, and Moore just, like, in that game? I would probably go with Moore. Uh-huh. Um Honestly, Villers, uh, I, I don't think, played one of his better games. He did mm-hmm. hit some big shots. Um, but I would say Moore and Porter were really battling until Porter fouled out. Um, and so I would probably lean toward Moore as, as the top guy in that game. Uh, really, Sellers had a, a mm-hmm. huge game for Ashland, hit some big shots. Um, and so kind of that trio uh, is, is very tough for them. But uh, you know, three very good players right there. All right, so tell us about about the rest of your day. What did you do when that game was over? All right, so I left uh, left Moorhead, and I drove up uh, to to Mason County, to Maysville. I decided to stop at uh, Pasquale's in Maysville to eat, uh, which apparently a lot of other people mm-hmm. had the same idea. So I had, I had about uh, two and a half hours, almost, yeah, about two and a half hours before the game started. So 
uh, went there and, and had a half hour wait with, I think I uh, saw several Clark County and several Campbell County people there and uh, got a pizza, which was, was fantastic. Uh, ate shout the, out to Pasquale. Shout, shout out to Pasquale's. Uh, ate the first half of it uh, in the restaurant and then took the rest of it with me and uh, went to, uh, drove on to Mason County's campus and uh, I was still there over an hour before the game was supposed to start. So I, I kind of walked up and down all around their campus, walked by their football field and uh, took a lap around the school to try and scout out some uh, parking options for when it's uh, a little more crowded. Um, but, so then went in for the, the Campbell County, Clark County game. Uh, this is one that I we talked about, and we we saw both teams in the semifinals, and I felt like like Clark County was a pretty solid favorite. Me in this too. One. Yeah. Um, I would I would have probably said said they they would win by you know six eight points uh, pretty consistently, maybe even a little more. Uh, but but Campbell County came out on fire. Uh, they scored the first eight points of the game, uh, just really really took control. Similar to how against Montgomery County mm-hmm. they were just hitting everything. You know, they just getting good shots, but uh, biting was, was hitting big shots. And uh, so they jumped out to an 8 nothing lead. Uh, GRC, though, was able to come back from that and score the next 14 points. Uh, they had a quick 6-0 stretch to, I think, force a timeout. And then uh, Morton scored 10 straight points after that uh, for, for Clark County. So uh, Clark County took a, a 7-point lead uh, after the first quarter. Uh, second quarter was pretty even, so stayed about a, a seven-point margin. And then uh, in the third quarter, Campbell started to to get back in the game. And, and they got, of course, a big game from Biting, but they also, uh, Eric Davey uh, played really well for them. He's a big, strong kid. Uh, he's somebody I, I didn't really know anything about going into this weekend. And he's, he's probably the person who stood out uh, the most to me just from, from someone I hadn't seen. Uh, getting points inside, getting rebounds, and I uh, mentioned he and then Trent Edwards for Clark County inside had just uh, some great battles. Uh, Davies, a, like I said, a pretty big, strong kid, and, and Edwards is just a real tall, long, athletic kid. Um, so them battling inside, and, and uh, Clark or Campbell County was able to, to get back in it. And then the fourth quarter, back and forth a little bit, and so. Uh, you know, I was trying to tweet out scores, and I was also trying to uh, to text Megan to keep her updated on her, on on her Clark County Cardinals, and uh, and so going back and forth and knowing what to send, and uh, down the stretch it was tied up, and or no, I, Clark County was was up by two, and Campbell County got a big three from uh, from Casey Jackson, who is I would have thought their last offensive uh, option. Uh, but a, a big shot by him to take the lead. Actually, I think that did give him a three-point lead. Uh, then down the stretch, uh, Clark County down by one, uh, forced a turnover, couldn't score, and then had to foul, and uh, front end of the bonus was missed. So yeah. so Cam- or Clark County got the rebound, came up in the front court, and Campbell fouled with a foul to give. Uh, 4.4 seconds left, so Clark County had the ball in front of their own basket. Uh, inbounded to Morton, and he just strong drive to his left, and he's a lefty. Uh, they didn't take away the left, and he got to the basket and, and hit a layup as uh, time expired to win by two in that one, or to win by one. So uh, just, a, again, a crazy finish. Uh, he finished with 27 points. Um, biting for, for Campbell County had finished with 24. Uh, just so a real exciting conclusion of that game. I do want to complain 
one thing about the stats, and I know keeping stats is tough, and we talked a little bit about some uh, rebound disparity early. Mm. Um, but at halftime, Edwards had two two blocks, and I think that was probably correct. I remembered two for him. In the second half, there was one possession where within about a second he got two blocks. I mean, clear, clear as day, two blocks. And I remember at least one other block he had. And somehow he finished with only three official blocks. Mm. So I don't know how two plus two plus one is three, but uh, uh, makes you, you know, I was a little, little disappointed that he didn't get credit for that because I was, I, I thought he did a great job of, of altering some shots and playing, playing well inside, putting the pressure on. Uh, but just a great 10th region atmosphere. Um, again, not what you would see if, if it weren't for the COVID issues, but great game. And, and again, Clark County, another team that earned it last year and didn't get to go. So so good to see them have a chance to uh, to go to Rupp this year. So I saw your video. That was a video that's making you a celebrity there at the, at the last play. Um, so I was. it was hard to tell exactly what happened, but... It seems like that if you're if you're Campbell County, just from what I would think, number one, you don't want someone going like in the lane for a layup. That's probably especially their best player. And then number two, you don't want like a open like a Wellman either a jumper or a three. Yep. That's just for Wellman. That's wide open. Anything else like even Morton like off the dribble from like fifteen feet, you live with it, right? So what what do you think? What would you do? You agree? Uh, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think I think you don't want obviously you don't want to give up a layup right. to anybody um, would be the first thought, and and I agree with you. An open Wellman shot would have been my uh, the second thing I try to take away. I mean Sloan had made some big plays, but uh, you know I, I think you probably live with a Sloan jumper, like you said. You live with a Morton three or a Morton contested jumper, or uh, you know Edwards if he has to has to shoot from the mid range or anybody else. I mean it's. You live with that, but but Morton, I, I don't know if they forgot he was left-handed or what, but, I mean, he pretty clear path to the basket. I mean, he's right. a great player, so, you know, it's a lot harder to take that away maybe than it, it might sound, but uh, just, you know, I guess Clark County got what they wanted and, and took advantage. Yeah, so that, that was tough. I was listening to it on Soft 96, you know, in Maysville on the app, and it's like, okay, Clark County gets a ball, Morton's got it, and then it went out. And then I, I, it stopped, and then it came back, and it goes, and Clark County wins. So I'm like, okay, they, they won, all right? And then I saw your video. Um, but, yeah, so Clark County, who they have? They had the main four guys on, and did they have the big smothers, or did they did they put – I, I, we'd have to look yeah, and see. Yeah, I'd have to go back yeah, and see what I don't remember. Who, I guess uh, just give it to Morton and just yeah. get out of the way. I mean, put but Wellman out it, there. It on. worked, yeah. Spread the floor and let more, Morton go to work. So let's just talk a little bit about the tenth region history. So shout out to Evan Dennison. He puts so many you know good stuff on Twitter. So many good facts there. He's with the rights up there in Maysville. I mean, first of all, let's see. He said Aiden Sloan had a twenty five footer at the end of the first quarter. Morton three pointer in the closing seconds of the third quarter. Morton layup in the fourth quarter. Were all of them before the horn sounded? Because Clark County has been known to get the shot up especially against Montgomery in tournaments, in a questionable fashion. But these were all in time, right? I think these were all pretty legit. Yeah, no, okay. uh, no issue with any of those shots. And then, now, I, I had to remember 2017, but I had forgotten 2016. He says, so Campbell County, they don't have the best luck at the buzzer, okay? So 2017, Jake Omer from the corner yep. in the finals of the region. 2021, Morton, you know, with a layup, same same side of the court down there. Uh, the field house, and then Pig Williams at Montgomery County, twenty sixteen against Mason County, 
with a three-pointer at the buzzer. So, you know, they could have won three or four more region tournaments, right? They Could they be a dynasty in the 10th if they had... Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to say they've probably had the best consistent teams over the last six or seven years. They won one in 2014, one in 2015. He then, says seven titles in eight years if the ball goes their yeah, way is what he said. In, yeah, that, I think that's right. So uh, that would be a pretty impressive stretch. But, uh, you know, it, I think it's interesting. The other years they won, um, 14, I think Montgomery County might have been the better team. And then uh, they, beat, they beat Clark County in... Uh, what seven or in eighteen and nineteen? And I think both of those years, you could argue Clark County might have been the better mm-hmm. team. So, uh, they, you know, they you win some and you lose some. I guess if you put yourself in that position, you at least give yourself a chance. And and they've done a great job of of making deep runs in the tournament. All right. Well, since it's supposed to be a preview episode, then I'll we can move on. But how about anything else before I talk about the ones that I was at? No, uh, hit, hit those real quick. All right. So I decided to go to the 11th region finals because I, I needed to be at the 12th region finals um, to cover it. But I'm like, I'll go to the 11th for the first half. Well, it was a good game. It was like a halftime. It was a Frederick Douglass trail, I think like 34-30 to Madison Central. And Frederick Douglass was ranked number eight in the state by us. But Madison Central, not in the top 25. It was before... They beat Lexington Catholic when the ranks came out. But really, I, I thought Madison Central would be just as much of a favorite. I thought it would be an even battle. But like in the first half, and I'd watched Frederick Douglass play the game before against Dunbar the night before. I'm like, man, Frederick Douglass cannot shoot. They, they, I don't know if they were just having an off night. I mean, but they, they, it was just not even close. And they take these long jumpers. I'm like, stop taking the jumpers. And I, I told the people around me, I'm like, I'm like, okay, Madison Central is going to start hitting their shots. I said, if Madison Central doesn't hit their shots, it's going to be close. If they hit their shots, forget it, because Douglas keeps taking these shots. And, of course, in the second half, Madison Central hit their shots and got up by 10, 11 points, and then I left. So I, I got out of there quick. Um, any thoughts on the 11th? I mean, that was that's just kind of my analysis. Is They shut down Jackson kind of in the first half, and Simpson was good, but – it's just they can't shoot, or they couldn't, yeah. not at EKU. Yeah, I watched a little of that one on, on the stream, and, you know, I think Frederick Douglass is clearly the more athletic mm-hmm. team. Uh, but They got rebounds, I guess. But like you said, it seemed like they were settling probably for too many jumpers instead of getting to the basket. And, and you know, Madison Central proved against Lexington Catholic that they're not a team you want to you wanna try and outshoot because right. uh, they've, got, they've got several weapons, so... I thought Frederick Douglass was probably a slight favorite in that one, but uh, Madison Central has proved now that they're seemingly at full strength that they are uh, are an impressive team and, and clearly, you know, I think deserve to come out of the 11th. Yeah, and Madison Central's got so much more depth. And that Jalen Davis, I think he's only a sophomore. They said some college coaches have been calling. I yeah, don't blame he's, him. he's a great player. I've been really impressed with him this year. Uh, he saw him play some last year. And, uh, I think he's he's you know grown quite a bit in his play and uh, you know he they don't have to revolve around him but uh, having a guy like that who's uh, who who can kind of take a little bit of the load off of Cole Brown is is a great weapon and and he's I think going to be on on a lot of people's radar over the next two years. Yeah, he's tough. Um, and then Skaggs played well, and of course Ray had a good game. He heated up in the second quarter. Um, so then let's go on on my trip. So I, I got out of there and I had to quickly make it to Lincoln County. So I, I turned on the, uh, the radio broadcast there with, uh, Lincoln County, um, 
Dustin Oney and those guys, I was I was listening to them the first quarter. And then I made it there just at the start of the second quarter. It was pretty packed there at Lincoln County. And I found out a lot of things from talking to some people at Lincoln County. It's a rivalry. Did you know that Lincoln and Boyle, it's it's a pretty good rivalry. Danville's their, Boyle's number one rival. but Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I mean, I know they're very close. Yeah. Uh, obviously in the same district, so there's some rivalry just from that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm not familiar with that specific rivalry. It's a rivalry game. And then, and then um, you know, it's, it's funny that some of the people from um, Lincoln County, they said, man... Boyle County brought in this Jagger Jillis, you know, they they he, he used to be at Anderson. Yeah. They said, no, for football, slid in at quarterback, won the state title. But really, it not I mean, it killed Lincoln in basketball. So I mean he's he's a multiple sports star. So that guy, it's like not only was he killing other teams in football, he was maybe um, one of the difference in the game with the three pointers in basketball. Um but Boyle County, late in the third quarter, they got some threes from him. They got Enfield. Enfield uh, was like 15 of, 13 of 14 free throws. He hit tons of free throws. And they got the lead. It seemed to be a theme in a lot of the regions, um, regions tournament recaps I read, where they had a, held a steady lead, six, seven, eight, nine points, and then you just hold on for victory. That seems like what happened in a lot of games. Um, Lincoln County, we've seen them a lot. They rely on the three. Two of seventeen from three, you know, that was that was the difference in the game. They Jackson Smith got in there, he made plays. Alcorn made a run, but uh, he had like six points in a row. It just seemed like they were kind of playing from behind. And then uh, you know, shout out to Boyle County. They've just got so many guys also play football. You know, they got Gillis, they got Shepherson. He had a great game, fourteen rebounds um, for him. So. Um, Boyle County, I think you picked Boyle, and I mean you picked a lot of the region winners, which we'll we'll look at when we get into the state tournament preview. But yeah, so they held on for the win. Lincoln got it down to five because of Jackson Smith, and and they had a couple near steals right in the corner. It looked like they might have got the ball back, but both calls went to Boyle, and then it was just kind of like all she wrote from there. So any thoughts on the twelfth? Uh, other than that, they didn't let anyone watch it yet. But it was if you secret. The gym, it was secret. Uh, so I no, I don't. I don't yeah. have anything I can add to that. Yeah, it was a secret. So uh, next year Lincoln will be pretty good. Um, I guess we could talk quickly about the fifteenth, or is there any other region that stood out? To yeah, you? the fifteenth. Um, you know, I got to listen to a little bit of of that on my way home from Maysville, and uh, sounds like a pretty exciting finish to that one. Yeah. Did you get to see the end of that? Yeah, I did. I was watching the end of it on uh, David and Daryl Sports, D&D Sports. Had it on Facebook, and they had like 1,500 people watching. It was pretty good. Um, so the end, I mean, I think Johnson Central had a chance at the end of regulation. It, di- it didn't go, and then um, and then they turned it over. They were trying to hold it at the end of the first overtime, but they turned it over, and then Paintsville held the ball for like 56 seconds. And then I think Paintsville got four tries at it and finally made the last layup. And um, it was the guy's first uh, bucket of the game. I can't remember the name. I'd have to look it up. It was his first bucket of, of the game. And, um, you know, Johnson Central was the favorite part in that region, but they were playing with fire in that region, just like Ashland. And when you play with fire, you're, you're, you're eventually going to get burned. So I don't think Paintsville winning was that much of an upset. Um they um, they'd won several in a row. They've started out bad, but they they kind of caught fire, and of course they've got a real good player there in um, Ferguson, so um, or Fugate. Fugate. Yeah, they got two Fugates that play, mm-hmm. and um, I think it was um, was it Ethan Ward or Jackson Watts? It was a W that hit it. 
But anyway, um, Pace from one, and it was exciting and just heartbreak for Johnson Central because of the rivalry. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting matchup. Um, you know, Paintsville beat them in double overtime in the uh, in the region, or in the wow. district final. And then Johnson Central uh, beat Eastridge in three overtimes in the first round of the region. So like you said, uh, kind of playing with fire there. And uh, you give teams enough chances that it's going to be hard to, hard to bend them off that many times. Um, I didn't, again, it was kind of in and out on the radio, but I think Johnson Central was up by four with the ball late in regulation mm-hmm. with about a minute left. And I, I saw they turned it over, and then the next thing I knew is it was going to overtime. So, so Paintsville must have made a little run uh, toward the end there. And, and I, I think on the radio they said that there might have been zero field goal attempts in the in overtime until like the last 10 seconds. They were holding it. I think both there was teams, maybe a yeah. foul and a turnover or there might have been a block shot or something like that. But uh, just, uh, yeah, four, four chances to win. If you can't, can't get a rebound, that uh, will be a challenge for you. So I think uh, maybe a few get missed the first shot and then the uh, three, three put-back attempts and eventually the third one went. Jackson Watts is the guy that, that hit it, it says. So, yeah. He's a, I think he's a senior this year. Um, but, yeah, you know, Johnson Central held the ball at the end of uh, that triple overtime game during that game. So I guess that's just what they do. Um, so, yeah, you want to get into the uh, to the Sweet 16 preview then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do you, do you want to go uh, down the bracket or, or numerical by region? I guess we'll go down the bracket. All right, I like it. Probably the easiest. All right. Some of these games are probably not going to be pretty. Okay. First bracket, their first matchup, not County Central, who I've got ranked near the bottom of my Sweet 16 team rankings, maybe at the very bottom of mine, against E-Town, who I've got ranked at the very top of my Sweet 16 rankings. So that one, I don't think, I mean, anything can happen, but just as far as setting a favorite, I'm going to go with E-Town as yeah. the favorite. Yeah, no, uh, maybe no spoiler alert there, but uh, I'm with you. I have E-Town at the top and, and not County Central at the bottom of the 16 yeah. teams that made it. Um, E-Town, uh, five guys who can all score. Uh, they are absolutely just as athletic as a team you'll find. They don't have a ton of size. Uh, Franklin leads them with 20 points a game. Uh, Kaya Sherrard uh, and Cam Sherrard both average over 13. And then uh, Alondre Murphy and Camden Williams both average over 11. So, uh, you know, pick your poison there. There's You can't just shut somebody down and, and expect you're going to win because they have uh, such, uh, you know, such balance. Uh, I think the, the only team that I know of that's ever ever won a state tournament with all, uh, all five players averaging double figures in the state tournament was Owensboro back in 2015, but... Uh, E-Town's a team that, that could do that, um, you know, could easily have, have all four guys score over 40 points in the tournament, or all five guys score over 40 points in the tournament and make a run. Um, you know, just real quick, I, I think they were significant favorite in their region. Uh, John Harden was who they beat in the finals, had beat them at the start of the year, and, and was probably the, the only main uh, competitor to them, but, uh, you know, no surprise that they made it. Right, yeah, and they got Jacob Moberly too, off the bench. I watched him hit three straight threes. Um, I think it was to beat John Harden this year. He's 12 of 25 from three, so if they need someone, they can just bring him in. Um, they've, I mean, all those guys, all the starters pretty much except Franklin play football. They were state finalists in football. That's going to be a common theme throughout here. So, 
And then not Central. I mean, we've we've watched them play. They played against Montgomery County last year, and they got three guys. I mean, yeah. they got three guys that can really play well. They 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 play well in tournament play. They won the region all A. They won the region tournament. They beat Hazard, which is something that kind of surprises me a little bit. So um, I would give not Central credit from getting there. There's no terrible teams here in the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, Napier leads them with 21 points. McGuire 14 points. Dameron 11 points, but. There's really not a lot to – and some of them can shoot the three. We, we watched them last year. I mean, Napier's 42%. Um, but um, there's really not a reason to talk a lot about this game. I mean, it'd be a major upset. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, Knott County was, was not the favorite in the region. I think Hazard was the clear favorite, but Knott was right in that group right below mm-hmm. them and, and beat Hazard to open the year and beat Hazard kind of to close the year as far as the region. So, um, but, but, yeah, if I – if there's one game that shocked me, if not County Central won that game, I, I would say I would be shocked. Right, yeah. All right, well, I'll pick E-Town. Yeah, well. I'm going E-Town as well. All right, George Rogers-Clark against Oldham County. We, you talked a little bit about George Rogers-Clark. If Morton had been healthy throughout the whole year, they would have been ranked even higher. They were probably the best team in the 10th. Mason right there with them. Um, against Oldham, who's probably been the best team in the 8th. I know Oldham missed some games early in the year. COVID didn't allow Oldham teams to play. Um, but, you know, Oldham's got so many seniors. We had them started out in our top five. So I think this game has the makings of being a really close, a really tight game, very exciting game. These teams sit right in the middle of my – when I'm ranking the teams from 1 to 16, they sit kind of right in the middle. Yeah, this is – I agree. Um, you know, I think we had uh, Clark County, George Rogers Clark, uh, around the top ten in the state before Morton got hurt. Uh, it's taken them they, – they took a couple losses with him out, and then even when he came back, they, they still maybe struggled a little bit to get going. But uh, they're a team that early in the year I thought may be a, a borderline state tournament kind of dark horse champion. Uh, I'm not sure that I feel comfortable putting them in that category, but, uh, but you know, as we mentioned, a very good team. Uh, and then, and then Oldham County uh, was, I think, kind of under the radar last year. Uh, you know, kind of with Collins in the region, they lost uh, to Mr. Basketball Davion McKnight. Uh, I believe that was the region final. So a little bit mm-hmm. under the radar, but but brought back a lot of their top players: um, Tyler Sloan, uh, Sam Campbell, and Deaton Oak all averaged in double figures. And then uh, Xander Wagner uh, rose with with eight point eight a game. Uh, so another, you know, relatively balanced team, uh, not super high scoring, whereas I think Clark County is near the top of the right. state in scoring. And rebounding. And in rebound. I think I saw they were number one in the state in yeah. rebounding. So. I think Evan Dennison posted um, that one. Yeah, so uh, I agree with you, both region favorites, uh, so no surprise with either of them making it. Uh, and I think this should be a, a very competitive first-round game, uh, pretty, pretty close to a toss-up. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Tyler Sloan's 38 to 40 from free throws for 95%. Wow, that's really good. These guys have been, a lot of seniors on Oldham, they've been playing together for a long time. I haven't seen them play very much. I think last year I might have seen them once. Um, but, yeah, they they don't get as much publicity as they probably deserve. Um, I, I'll just go with Clark County. I know I've seen them. they got the athleticism and the talent, so I'll probably pick them. I'm going to go with Oldham in this one. I think Oldham uh, shoots it. A lot better. Um, Oldham shoots 38% from three, 75 free throws, whereas Clark County's 33% from three. Yeah, the free throws are good. 62% from the line. So uh, I'm going to go with Oldham in that one, but 
again, I might get in trouble for saying that. Uh, hopefully Megan can't hear me right now, but uh, should should be a good game. Well, you picked uh, a lot of double the region winners, and I got plus that. I only got five region winners, so maybe don't listen to me. Because shout out to Clark, you got either around 11, depending on what happens in Muhlenberg County. Yeah, so as we're recording, Muhlenberg, I think is at halftime, uh-huh. uh, up, up. They were up at halftime. I don't remember the score, but up a few on. on yeah, like four points. Like Vic Evans had posted. Uh, so I do. That. I had Muhlenberg winning that. If they win, I will have got eleven of the sixteen right. Which that's which pretty I, good. Yeah. My my minimum. I'm I'm typically happy if I get at least ten. Uh, then twelve's kind of. I, I don't know if I've ever got more than twelve. So, uh, pretty good range for me. Um, but yeah, I, so I three of these four that we've talked about so far, I got. I did not have not County Central winning. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one twenty. Um, Owensboro Catholic just took the lead. Okay. So, a little low scoring game. Yeah, it's in the third quarter. Um, but yeah, I didn't do very well with my picks, so maybe, maybe Oldham, that probably means Oldham will win, which is fine. I mean, it's fine. I don't, either one. Uh, let's go back here. Okay. Madison Central against Ballard. That should be a good game. I mean, I got Ballard ranked. Ballard's one of the top two or three teams in the state right now of the remaining teams, even of all the teams. And, I mean, they destroyed the seventh region, a good region. They don't even have their point guard who didn't play all year, but yet they're rolling. They lost games due to COVID, but now they're, they've only lost twice, I think, this year. They destroyed all these seventh region teams like Manuel. They they put it to Manuel. Maybe Mail just didn't want to play Ballard this year. I don't know. But um, Madison Central is playing really well. And Madison Central, if they played like they did against Lexington Catholic, they could give Ballard a game. It could be a really good game because they could – Catch fire, so this should be one of the better first round games. Ballard probably goes in with a little advantage, but what's your thoughts on you excited about the game? You know, this is one that I just I don't know if Madison Madison Central can play with Ballard. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we talked earlier about the athletic advantage that Frederick Douglass had over over Madison Central. Mm-hmm. You know, Ballard's going to have that same advantage, if not more so. Uh, but they're also a team that, that I trust a little bit more offensively to, to you know, not go in these droughts of taking uh, so many bad shots and not being able to score. I mean, they, you know, they, they score 76 points a game. Uh, they've got three, again, three double-figure scores, but several other players who, you know, you know they always play eight, nine, ten guys, so, so people don't put up the individual numbers. Uh, Sisk is one of the top sophomores in the state. Uh, he averages over 18 points a game. Maker Barr, one of the top juniors. Uh, probably, what, about a 6'9", 6'10", kid mm-hmm. who uh, 15 points a game, uh, 10 rebounds a game. I'm sure he probably blocks four or five shots a game. Uh, so I, I think the length and athleticism is going to make it hard for Madisonville, or sorry, for Madison Central to, to get good looks, and I, I don't think Ballard's going to give up uh, nearly as many possessions with with bad shots or um, you know not not getting points. So I think Ballard. You know you could argue they're the number one team in the state right now. I think they're clearly right. in the group of favorites. And I think Madison Central is kind of middle of the pack of state tournament teams. So um, I, I don't expect that one to be maybe as close as you do. Well, I just think that Madison Central could play with them if they're hitting with Jalen Davis and those guys. Keno Hayden's really good for Bauer, too. Kennedy Hayden. Yeah. Um, so, what's your thoughts? Because when we first saw it come out and everyone's like 7th versus 11th, it's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be a hard draw. Like, which do you think it would only have been tough for Ballard if it was Lexington Catholic? You think Dunbar, Douglas, Madison Central, like it's all the same? I, I think, uh, 
athletically, uh, you know, Douglas would have matched up a little better, but I think it would have been a real tough, tough matchup to be able to, like I said, score with Ballard. Uh, Dunbar, I almost wonder if they would have been, uh, yeah, been, been maybe the better matchup uh, for Ballard. But, uh, you know, we expected the 11th at that time when the brackets came out. I think Lexington Catholic might have still been undefeated or most had one loss and was looking like a top team in the state. And, uh, you know, so so that's kind of who we were probably expecting is, is maybe a top five matchup with Lexington Catholic and Ballard. And uh, while Madison Central, you know, beat Lexington Catholic, beat Frederick Douglass to get here is, is you know, like I said, clearly deserved it. I, I'm not sure that they're on that same level to make that the – the hyped game that it initially uh, was was made out to be. So I'll pick uh, Ballard. I assume you're going to pick Ballard. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely picking Ballard in that one. Okay. Um, and then something about Ballard is they make the finals and then they lose in the finals usually. So. Well, that's not unusual. That's yeah. true. But I don't know. Um, so the question with the next game, Bowling Green and University Heights, the only real question is, is it going to be closer than the regular season score, which was Bowling Green 88, U-Heights 50? Yes, yes, it will be closer. Okay. I do not expect a running clock in this one. Okay. Uh, Bowling Green is going to win. I mean, I, you don't you don't say a team will win, but uh, this one might even be a bigger upset than we talked earlier about not getting Could be a blowout. It could get out of hand. A big upset, yeah. So this is this is one that from I guess when I first saw the bracket, uh, I thought it was a Bowling Green to the quarterfinals of the state tournament. Like there was, I didn't have to take a second thought at any point in in getting them uh, into that slot. Right. Um, you know we've talked about they they have you know arguably the best player in the state tournament. I think um, Isaiah Mason probably most people would probably rank number two um, of all the players in the state tournament behind Sam Vinson. Um, but, you know, averages uh, 17.8 points a game, uh, 7.2 rebounds, super quick. Bowling Green is a team, super quick. They shoot it well, uh, just under 40% from three, over almost 52% from the field. Um, you know, they've got Turner Buttry, who's uh, down to only 94.8% free throws this year. Is he going to miss a free throw in the state tournament? Uh, you know... If they make a, a run to the finals, I think you might see one miss. Cohen the Catholic is not there to get a 90-plus percent free-throw shooter to miss, though. They're fans. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, if he goes to the line, you just, just what, you mark down two points. Yeah, I mean, is there any, no uh, reason for him to any, shoot him. Any hesitation there? So, uh, you know, I think they are uh, just uh, one of those teams that, you know, they have a couple blowout losses, I mean, pretty big losses in the season, but other than that, most of the time they were beating people by 20 or 30 points. Um, just just a very, very good team. My man Turner Butcher, he's 41 of 81 from three. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, and then, of course, uh, you got the guy um, going to UK, Jordan Dingle, six points a game. I like it. Physical presence inside. I like him. Um, so, yeah, you Heights, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I mean, they – Congratulations to them for winning the second region, you know, but they, they got a tough draw. Yeah, so that was one of those regions that I think you could probably had about four teams that were pretty co-favorites there almost with yeah. Lauren County, Hopkinsville, Madisonville, North Hopkins, and, and U Heights. And, and U Heights got the fortunate draw that they were opposite the other three, so I uh, took advantage of that. Uh, you know, these are guys at a small school like that, you know, if you can play, you're playing in eighth grade, ninth grade, all the way up. So these are guys who... 
you know, played with Tandy. Uh, these were guys who were kind of the, the reserves or even a couple starters on the uh, the All-A State title team from a couple of years ago. Uh, so they have some tournament experience. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I might be writing them off a little too much. Um, you know, Will Bryan, uh, you'll, you'll recognize him when he's out there. He's got the, the red hair, the mm-hmm. long red hair. Uh, of course, I haven't seen him play this year, but just watching him play over the last several years, like in the All-A State tournament, Guy just plays hard. He just yeah. uh, he gets loose balls. He gets rebounds. He's not not a big kid at all, but uh, he's one of those guys that just you cheer for. Uh, you like you like the way he plays. Uh, KJ Crump, I think, considered by a lot of people one of the best players in the second region. Uh, he's getting over seventeen a game. Uh, DJ Quarles also getting about seventeen a game. Uh, so, you know, University Heights we're making them out to be a pretty big underdog, which I think they are considering I, I think Bowling Green is one of those teams that has a, a pretty good chance to win the whole thing. But, but they're not a bad team by any means and uh, playing pretty well kind of uh, as the season got going along. So uh, that one I think will be at least an interesting game. And, and like I said, I don't think it'll be anywhere near that 38 points early in the year. Lots of senior leadership and those guys, like you said, it's familiar names with Quarles and Crump. And they almost won the uh... – the second region all a but they got beat by Lyon county there and um of course travis perry's not going to be there there's a lot of stars not going to be there reed shepherd several others you know um, ben johnson uh caleb glenn but uh as rick patino would say with you heights isaiah victor and lamont and barnes are not walking through that door so no it's not a U Heights team of teams passed in the 90s or even some of the other guys uh, that have been the dominant people like Hobson, right? Yeah. Edwards. Sidetrack a little bit, but uh, uh, the if you took an all-time team from, from every school, University Heights is probably might be in the top five in the state with those guys you talked about, Barnes, Victor, Swanigan, Buckner. And they're all on almost one team. All, all together, and then you've got Hobson and Edmondson, Robbie Moss, Josh Mack in the, in the early 2000s, and then, of course, Kiki Tandy uh, a couple of years ago, so... Uh, just a who's who of of top players over the last 30 years. But all that being said, you're picking the Purples. I'm, I'm going with the Purples. All right. The next one is, oh, it's the All-Mountain region. Uh, I'll just go on and say I think three of the four teams can make it out of this region. I'm not sure who I'm going to pick yet, but I think one of them probably won't make it out of the region. So we got Boyle Paintsville. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked just a little bit about Paintsville with that, that region final. Um think they're I'm assuming that they're the team you're probably considering is, is I, I not just, quite a I don't see it but they they've been on a run lately but I don't see it of course the thing is most teams who've made this have, have at least been on at least a three-game win streak and uh you won your district uh well they five. beat Johnson Central so, in the district yeah I, I agree I think uh, I'm not going to go far so far to say that they can't make the semifinals I, I think this is probably an open enough bracket that mm-hmm. um that it's possible, but I do agree that they would be the underdog out of these four teams, um, pro- probably the lowest ranked. Uh, we talked about Colby Fugit. He's averaging 21 points a game. Connor Fugit over 10. And then they also have Braxton Tharp at 13. Uh, I saw them play last year, and, and of course, Fugit's a guy who can score. Um, I think in the in the All-A State tournament uh, was when I saw him last year. Yeah, we took, uh, you know, maybe not always taking the best shots, but... but if he gets hot, can can cause some some problems for some people. 
Um, you know, you talked a little bit about Boyle. You got any other other thoughts on them? Yeah, yeah, Boyle County. Um, let me pull them up here. Yeah, I, I've watched them play a couple times in the region tournament, and uh, Enfield is a really good shooter. Um, he's probably their main guy. He's their leading scorer. He gets to the line a lot. Um, they got these physical players from football. Um, so they just play a suffocating defense. They're going to get the rebounds. They've got a good – I was going to mention their resume. They've got a win over St. X. They only have, I think, four losses. Their losses are all against pretty good, pretty decent teams. I was pretty surprised that their RPI is .668, which would put them as one of the highest RPIs of these Sweet 16 teams. I don't know any reason why their RPI would be that high. Yeah, I don't know if it's just they've – you know, every team they play is at least a pretty good team. I mean, if you look down um, down their resume, other than maybe Danville Christian, uh, who I think is in their district, you know, they don't they don't have games against teams that right. you know, aren't aren't at least uh, kind of middle of the road at, at the worst. Uh, talked about how balanced the twelfth region is as a whole, and uh, I, I think they clearly were the best team in the region. Um, you know, we talked about there were probably six teams that could win it, but Some. but they were probably the, the best. Um, and so, you know, not surprised to see them make it. Like you said, I, I'd heard that they're a pretty physical team. Um, I, I think uh, I think they are, are probably my favorite uh, in, in that game. Yeah, they're, they can hit the three when they need to. I've seen them in a couple games where they can come down and bomb it. And they're a team that they'll play you kind of even for a while in those games I saw, even against, in their first-round game against McCreary. It's not always pretty, but then you look up and they're up like 10 points. They go on a spurt. So, And then Paintsville, let me just pull up Paintsville. Like, I mean, like, like I said, they've done good lately, but early on in the year, a loss to Russell, um, a loss to Martin County, who turned out to be not very good. I lost to Betsy Lane, who's not bad. I lost to Harlan, who's okay. You know, like their resume is not as good. Their RPI is point five seven eight. Um, but you know, Johnson Central, we had them ranked for the most part around where Boyle was, maybe even higher. So if they can beat a Johnson Central, but Johnson Central kind of yeah at the I, end, I you think, know. Uh, like, I think Johnson struggled. Central fell off pretty significantly. Yeah. They they had basically their resume was built on just. Not losing. Yeah, they didn't lose. And, uh, they It'd be like Boyd yeah, or something. Yeah, they didn't have those great wins or anything. Uh, whereas Boyle, I think, did play probably a noticeably tougher schedule. And, and so uh, I wouldn't say that, that Boyle is a lock in that game, but I feel no. I feel pretty good about, about picking them. I mean, I do like to pick an upset every now and then, but picking Paintsville would be a decent upset pick, but I'm going to pick Boyle. All right, Knox Central versus Ashland. Shout out to you because you picked Knox Central to win the region. And you probably don't even think it was an upset being North Laurel, do you? Uh, I mean, I, I had North Laurel ranked higher. I think, right. I think they were definitely the favorite, but I was not really surprised. I was surprised by the margin. I think uh, when I first checked in on this, it was like 70 to 50, Knox Central up. They ended up winning by about 17. Um, you know, Knox Central won it last year, I think had... Uh, this might be a weird thing to say, but I think I had the best player uh, on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Reed Shepard's ceiling is probably higher than than Turner, but as a sophomore, I don't. I think Turner is uh, Turner as a senior probably would be the the top player in the region. Uh, but two two great players going at it. Uh, I think North Laurel just hadn't been playing great lately. You know, they they got the hype early in the year, but kind of from the moment that Ashland ran him out of the gym. 
uh, I, I don't think they they really were able to get back to that mystique they right. had before that of, of seeming like an almost invincible, you know, unstoppable right. offense, invincible team. Uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely a mild upset, but, you know, Turner, a guy who can score, you know, 26 points a game, uh, took over the, the region tournament last year. And, and when you've got a guy like that, you can win games. Uh, but also, uh, you know, one guy I wasn't as familiar with until watching a little bit of the region was uh, Gavin Chadwell. Uh, Just a freshman. Yeah, big, big yeah. Uh, pretty good size for a freshman. He's shooting 74% from the field. Uh, wow. 74 of 100, that was going into the region. I don't think they've posted uh, numbers in the region yet, but uh, he was he was impressive. Uh, of course, Isaac Mills, another guy averaging almost 15 points a game. So uh, not the balanced team that maybe some of these teams we talked about earlier were, but but a team that is really good. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think uh, probably most people did not have them coming out of there, but but to me it was not a surprise. Yeah, they started out kind of rough. They had some COVID cancellations and not the best start to a season, but they were kind of rolling lately. And um, they, they knocked, I think, North Laurel out last year. So they did it again this year. They said North Laurel just outside of Davidson and Shepard. There was no help in that game. And I'm like, can they not space guys out and just find the shooters? Or maybe teams are just, I don't know. Yeah, not to get off track too much, but you know, early in the year it seemed like you know Sizemore or – uh, Brock or somebody would, would get 15, 18, 20 in a game because, you know, they they double and, right. and hit open shots. And uh, lately it's been, you know, if you look at the numbers, I think we went to a game where yeah. the rest of the team outside of uh, out of Davidson and Shepard scored, what, like four points or yeah. something. Uh, so just I think they somehow somewhere in the year lost that balance uh, and, and that kind of gave them uh, gave them trouble and, and maybe made them a little easier to defend. Yeah, so no Reed Shepard there at the state tournament. And Knox Central plays Ashland. So we talked about Ashland's game, how they got there. Um, I will say that pick Ashland, but if you pick Ashland, just be aware that they barely beat West Carter. They barely beat Rowan County. They're a team that three of their four losses are to three of the best teams in the state. But they've just had a lot of games where they like barely win or they rely a lot on the three, you know, so... Is there something – and last year they barely won a lot of games too, but they were undefeated. Is This year, do you think losing those couple starters they lost from last year, are they a little bit down and they got Markham in there so it's not five guys that can shoot like last year? Yeah, it was actually interesting. I thought they might be better without Markham, uh, mm-hmm. just again being able to space things out and shoot. But against Rowan County, he, he didn't play much in the second and third quarter, and that's when they kind of got behind and – it wasn't that he did a lot as far as, you know, he'd get a few rebounds or, or alter a few shots inside, but uh, they, they seemed to play better when he was on the court. Um, you know, they've got they've got good players. They've got, you know, we talked about Villers and, and Porter. I think we're both uh, All-State players last year, maybe second or third team, depending on the, on the site. Um, and then Sellers is a, a great scorer, great shooter. So they're uh, still a very, very good, good team this year. Uh, I think early in the year, maybe they will disappointing that they weren't quite as good as, as last year's team. But last year's team didn't play the schedule uh, right. near the same schedule that this year's team's played. So probably shouldn't be too surprised by a uh, little step back in their record this year. Um, but they're, you know, a fun team. They can, like we said, they've got several guys who can hit shots when they need to. They've got four guys who have hit at least 33s. Uh, each so uh, 
four very good shooters, and, and they kind of go, uh, what, a junior or two sophomores and a freshman in that group. So uh, guys that will be around for a few more years. Yeah, I was going to pick um, Knox Central as it's kind of an upset because Ashland hadn't been playing good. But I remember when I picked Knox Central a couple years ago against Walton Verona, and they got it destroyed in the first round by yep. Walton Verona. So I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I'll just pick Ashland. Yeah, I had Ashland in my uh, yeah. in my full bracket uh, going all the way uh, or go all the way to the semis. I think I I don't feel super confident, but I am going to stick with them as well. Okay, so Bullet East against McCracken County. Um, probably the most surprising region winner was uh, Bullet East out of the six. I mean, we thought it'd be DeSales or maybe Fern Creek or maybe PRP or maybe Doss or maybe Butler. You know, probably not Western. But, um, so, Bullet East, uh, are you giving them a shot to make keep the Cinderella run going? Who knows? Uh-huh. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, they got a pretty good draw. Um, you know, I think this is definitely a winnable game. Uh, this is one I have no idea how to, how to handicap, how to pick. I, it's just going to be pretty much a, a shot in the dark. Um, I, I don't know a lot about this Bullet East team. They lost their top players from last year. Um... They were not really a great, a very good team last year, uh, so just kind of out of nowhere, uh, you know, I see their their top two scorers are are both Blandfords. Um, I'm assuming that they're probably related. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that, so uh, you know, I hate, I hate to do this, but I just can't give uh, give a lot of great insight on uh, on this Bullet East team. Uh, the only insight I can give is that they seem to be playing really good basketball uh, late in the year. Uh, they've They've won what they I guess their last six, and and that's wins over several good teams. Uh, they beat uh, Jefferson Town, uh, Fern Creek in the district finals. Uh, who you know is a team we thought was was an elite team and maybe slipped off a little bit. Evangel Christian we've talked about some in the first round of the region. Uh, DeSales, a top fifteen or so team in the state uh, in the in the semifinals, and then. Uh, they beat Western pretty easily. I think they were up at 20, 20 plus points pretty early in that one, and, and cruised to victory. So, uh, you know, seems like they're they're playing very good basketball lately, and and uh, I, I'd say it's hard to hard to know what to do with them right now. Well, they shoot twenty eight percent from three. They shoot sixty percent from the line. Uh, Tucker Bland for ten point five rebounds to go along with his. 17.4 points. They've got quite a tough schedule. they got several losses, but they've lost to South Oldham early in the year and also Spencer County midway through the year. So um, that's the, I don't have a lot to add to that. I mean, they play – they did, do have the big win over DeSales. They play McCracken County out of the first region. McCracken County, they kind of squeezed out the win against Murray, as they usually do. McCracken usually – Finds a way. They won it last year. Another team that won it last year. They don't have Civils this year, but they've got several other guys back. So I'd say McCracken. We've had them at one or two in that region the whole year, pretty much. We thought Marshall and Marshall struggled. Yeah, Marshall you know, was a bit struggled. of a disappointment this year. Murray made the finals. You know they were there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, McCracken County. They're the kind of team, especially even in baseball too. They're they're gonna make a run. They're they're gonna put themselves in position, maybe a quarterfinal, maybe a semifinal. But they're a team that I don't, they haven't won a state championship. You know, they just kind of they're like the best in the West, the far West usually, and then that's it. 
Yeah, uh, you know, the first region, I think, is a region that I typically probably overrank. Yeah. Uh, because they kind of, the top team there doesn't get out into the state as much. You know, this McCracken County team, I think I think last year's McCracken t- County team was probably the best one that they've had yeah. in their short history uh, and, and had a really good chance, I think, to make a run to the semifinals of the state. Uh, but it's just, I, I'm... I would probably rank McCracken County higher than Bullet East, but I just don't really trust the first region, uh, just kind of in general. Uh, you know, they haven't really made uh, made a deep run since uh, probably, what, 15 years ago when Graves County made the the semifinals mm-hmm. as, as the last uh, strong stretch I can think that they had. And then some Tillman teams. Yeah, Tillman was good in the late um, 90s. Late 90s, early 2000s. So, uh, you know, McCracken is led by region co-region player of the year. Uh, Noah Dumas, uh, he's at, what, 15.5 points per game. Um, the Ian's Ian Hart and Ian McCune, both in double figures. Uh, I think, you know, I think I, I don't know who I would call the favorite in this, so I'm, I'm going to pick Bullet East, and you can tell me if that's an upset pick or not. Yeah, it might be a little bit of an upset pick, but I think they like being picked, like not being the favorite because they're not used to being the favorite. Um I'll pick McCracken County just because I learned my re- my lesson in the regions. I didn't pick a lot of favorites. Now I'm going to go with the favorites, and um, I think McCracken's favorite a little bit. They're one step below teams like Bowling Green and Ballard, who they lost pretty bad to, but they're still, you know, they're a decent team. So I'll pick McCracken, and then we'll get to the finals here. The final game is uh, Muhlenberg was up like by seven just a couple minutes ago. So we can assume we can make Muhlenberg with our pick right now. I can check and see here. Let's see Tyler Dixon. What give me an update? He does a good job. Uh, he gives a lot of good updates. Follow him on Twitter. He says that the score is thirty-five twenty-seven Mustangs. That's Muhlenberg County, right? That is. Muhlenberg All right. County Mustangs. Let's just go with them then, and then if it's not them, then that's fine. They're playing Owensboro Catholic. I thought Muhlenberg would win. They've only got lost one time all year, and they destroyed Owensboro. Owensboro, I, I heard Owensboro's game plan. I don't know what Owensboro was doing. They like, tried to press them and do all the, or try to slow it down, and I don't know. They struggled. They they almost beat Muhlenberg during the year. Yeah, I think it was a two-point game. But I like Muhlenberg County. So Muhlenberg County against Highlands. So, um, of course, Highlands, you know, they're ranked in the top. We got them number three or four of these Sweet 16 teams. They're... They're in the top four. They got San Vincent going to Northern Kentucky. Muhlenberg County has Nash Devine. He's their guard, their leader. Like I said, they've only lost once. That was the Hopkinsville. I could see someone picking Muhlenberg as an upset here, but Highlands probably goes in as the favorite. What do you think? Yeah, I think Highlands is a clear favorite. Um, you don't buy the third region. It's not like no. I think you're a little lower on Highlands than I am. Uh, you say three or four. I think uh, they're they're probably. I might have them number two. Yeah. So um, so, so you kind of. Ballard is not. I mean, so I'm not. I'm not as sure about Ballard. Okay. I think Ballard might have the higher ceiling, but uh, I think I've probably been a little bit higher on Highlands than you have. Uh, maybe a lot of this year. Um, and again, I, I think the top four. I, th- I think Bowling Green is is probably number four just because of how bad they lost to both E Town and Ballard. But really, I think I think with E Town, Ballard, Bowling Green, and Highlands, those are your four favorites. Um, so here, uh, you know, Highlands, we, we mentioned Sam Vinson, probably the top player in the tournament. Would you agree with that? 
Uh, I think when we did our Mr. Basketball, we had I had him just a little ahead of Mason, just because of he's more means more to his team. He gets less help probably from his team. Yeah, I had Mason ahead of him, but I, yeah. I don't feel strongly one way or the other. But I think those are, are the top two, and of course there's some good underclassmen in this, but uh, but I'm gonna you know he's averaging twenty two point two points, and, and he's a really good rebounder, nine point seven rebounds, good good nose for the ball. Uh, and they're a team that can really spread you out. I mean, they've got uh, Luke Muller's hit over 100 threes this year uh, at 45%. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Uh, William Harold has hit 88 threes at 54.7%. Uh, so they can shoot the ball. They're scoring over 80 points a game, uh, shooting 40, almost 44% from three, 76% from the line. Uh, you know, they're, they're just a really good team. And I think... Uh, you know, beat St. Henry, beat a very good St. Henry team in the region semis, and then and then a pretty good Connor team in the finals. So uh, regardless of if it's Muhlenberg County or Owensburg Catholic, I think Highlands is a pretty clear favorite here. Well, Harris had a big game against um, against St. Henry as well. He had 13 key points there. So they've got a lot of depth there. Mm-hmm. Highlands, um, they came out of the toughest region probably in the state. So... Yeah, I'll pick Highlands just because, like, if I don't, then who am I going to make the semifinals? I'm not confident about any of the others to make the semifinals. So, uh, all right, so we're we're over an hour. People don't want to listen to us for that long. So, do we want to quickly give our give our picks for the quarter semis and finals? Yeah, we can go through real quick. All right, so you got uh, E Town against. Did you pick? Oldham? I picked Oldham. I'll go with E-Town to make the semis there. All right, I'll go with E-Town over Clark County. I had E-Town originally there. And then you got Madison Central, uh, Bowling Green. I, I mean, Ballard. I'm sorry, Ballard, Bowling Green is who we got. So in my in my full bracket, I had Bowling Green here, but a little bit of that was I wasn't right. as confident Ballard would make this spot. But right now, I, I feel like Ballard is, is going to be the one coming out of that semifinal. Okay, I'll go with Bowling Green because of an up because I need to pick an upset. Well, I don't know if it's an upset, but I'll I'll go with Bowling Green, and then um, plus that'll be a good football battle between two really good football schools, Bowling Green right. and Etown. All right, now you got Boyle County, and then did you pick Ashland? I have Ashland. I will go with Ashland to make the semis. All right, I will. You know, I had Ashland going real far. Uh, I'll go with Boyle County to make the semis because I'm more confident that they'll be in that quarterfinal game than I am Ashland will. Um, and then, then you went with Bullet East against Highlands. I will go with Highlands there. I'm going to go with Highlands to beat McCracken. So now you got uh, E-Town against, uh, you got Ballard or E-Town. Yeah, that's a tough pick. Ballard makes the finals. And Ballard does. The finals. I'm going to go with E-Town in that one. Okay. Uh, I, I had them as my state champion uh, in my full bracket, so I'll, I'll stick with them there. So I got E-Town Bowling Green. Didn't they play during the year? Yeah, uh, E-Town beat them pretty good. It was a pretty big blowout there during the year. Um, I had Bowling Green win the whole thing in my original bracket, didn't I? Mm-hmm, you did. Uh, I'll go with E-Town. Uh, just because they beat them so bad during the year. And then um, I got Boyle and you got Ashland against Highlands. I'm going to take Highlands there. So, wow, Northern Kentucky teams, they make the finals recently. There have been a lot of Northern Kentucky mm-hmm. teams in the finals. I'll take Highlands. Um, so then you got, who is it? Who who you got in the finals? E-Town and... Uh, so we both got E-Town, E-Town and Highlands. Highlands. Ooh, Highlands has the easier path. Yes, they do. Um... I don't know who to pick. You you got yours? Uh, I'll go with E-Town. 
Oh, uh, the only thing is, I watched them playing football, and in the finals, they really struggled against Ashland. I don't know what happened. They couldn't catch the ball. So maybe these guys will get it together. They're going to get their redemption, and they're going to do good in the finals here against Fort Thomas Highlands. You're going with... I'm going to go with Highlands. I think Highlands is a better shooting team. I think uh, they'll they'll be able to hit the big shots. And then, well, closing closing thoughts is this is a better Highlands team than the Jared Lorenz and Derek Smith Highlands teams of the 90s. Uh, in I'm, our hearts, no. In our hearts, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, I think they're a much deeper team. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's your preview. Anything else? No, just uh, looking forward to a great state tournament. And what's your favorite thing to do at the state tournament, like outside of the games? What What do you like about the ambiance? Oh, I just I, I love kind of walking around and listening to the chatter of people mm-hmm. from all over the state. Going out to Joe B's and uh, hearing people yeah, talk. Joe B's is always going to be great. Room. And uh, any, any snacks I can get, I'm always happy about. All right, I like it too. I'll get some ice cream. Ho- hopefully the ice cream's open. Yeah, it better be. All right, thanks. Thank you.